Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. Yo, this is my Mike Dereed. Hi, this is Tom Thurwell. This is Veggie. This is the Asian sensation Kanji. This is the Nightmare Fuel Hustle Malone. This is Joe Rage, the heavyweight classic. This is Mad Dog, Ooh Dockery. This is Tonga. I'm the Breaker, Carl Kingsley. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Broken but Glorious. Broken but Glorious. To Broken but Glorious podcast. Because like me, you are head to toe. Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined by pioneer of wrestling in Finland and the head trainer of the FCF Wrestling, Regina Rosendahl. How are you doing this morning? (laughs) (laughs) Hi there. I'm doing good. Um, Just waking up, having my Red Bull, um, ready to talk. So I usually start by asking how you've been surviving lockdown, but how are the restrictions in Finland compared to um, the rest of Europe? Yeah, I mean, we've been doing okay, like, um, case-wise, but we're still in... Right now, we're semi-full lockdown, so we can't have any trainings or, or any shows, for that oh. matter. So, um, yeah, we had a better situation last fall, so uh, we had a couple of shows with, like... Um, half of the amount of audience that we usually have and um and then we had like regular de- trainings and then we had to cut like okay we can have maximum of 10 people in in, in mm. the trainings and then we had to have maximum of five people in the trainings and then wow. now we can't have any trainings really oh. <laughs> yeah but it is what it is um um i just hope this the vaccine vaccines will help the situation Hopefully. yeah yeah, my parents are getting vaccinated this week, at the end of yeah. this week. My nan got done a couple of weeks ago, so she's looking forward to her second job. Yeah. yeah so um, I should be getting my letter soon, because I'm in the asthmatics yeah. section, so I should be get, I should be getting it soon, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm probably the last one to get it, because I'm young and healthy, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not complaining that I'm young and healthy. Like <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so should we start at the beginning so who was your favorite wrestler growing up well um i think oh, the the person that is mostly responsible for my love for wrestling is um john cena oh wow yeah, yeah he was like a superhero to me uh growing up um i had posters of him i also had poster of patista i loved patista as well um and I started when I was like 10 years old and at that time there were many um women um in uh, wrestling or you know um <clears throat> but I did there eventually was, there, there was uh, women but they seemed to be um, yeah they had a different role looks. yeah their looks rather than their wrestling ability yeah exactly um but then I Eventually, I found Lita. Um, um, I loved loved her as well. And then later on came Beth Phoenix, and and I think those four would be like the main, uh, <laughs> the top four of my childhood heroes. I think. Ah, cool. <laughs> so, what, what prompted did you to don the tights and get into the ring yourself? Then? Yeah, I think it was. Um, I must have been like eleven or twelve years old when I decided that I I want to wrestle, and I had no idea how to do that. I had no idea we even had wrestling in Finland, so I just always thought I had to 
move somewhere to start. But then in high school, I found the FCF wrestling in Finland and started here. So how how is the scene in wrestling? Is FCF like the WWE of Finland? It's the biggest company. Like Progress is in Britain. Yeah, is yeah. It, it, it's the biggest. Do you have smaller, do you have smaller ones as well? Well, we have a new one uh, that just started a couple of years ago, but uh, FCF is the uh, oldest one and the biggest one. And um, we still, we have the biggest audience and the most wrestlers and everything. Um, um, we have made a lot of um, progress in the past couple of years to uh, make it bigger and, and it has worked. Um, but I do hope it's just, I hope it gets bigger and bigger, but, um, it's a slow thing. It's like, um, it's a long process cause you have to make the foundation, um, yeah. stable before you can really start selling the product to everywhere and make it bigger and bigger and bigger. So, uh, we're really, uh, focusing on the, uh, the foundation right now. So when you started training, did you want to mold your style around like the power wrestles like John Cena, Batista, Beth Phoenix? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think so. Um, I think Beth Phoenix was my, the, the number one person on my mind when I started training. Um, I do not have the powerlifting kind of background that she has. Um, yeah. but I had, I had a kickboxing background and oh, a boxing wow. background. So I kind of wanted to mold my style to be a kind of like a striker and a powerhouse kind of thing. Um, so that's what I initially initially what I um thought I would do, but then um I haven't really done much of the um power lifting or or you know that was I can't find the word now, but I I kind of just um evolved into a striker and high intensity sort of type of wrestler, and I'm very. Yeah. Uh, character driven and storyline driven so that's my main main focus when i um when i do my matches did you have an idea of a character you want to be when you started training and how did that evolve into what you are now no i had no 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 clue because that that's yeah. when i i really didn't understand like the story or the character things in in wrestling like i didn't really understand that so i didn't really have any no, any concept of what I <laughs> what I would want to do, um, and also I've just always been an athlete, so it was very awkward for me to uh, start the process of of really just being over the top and um, yeah, doing all that. Um, it's kind of funny to think back because <laughs> now I think I'm kind of the opposite because now I just uh, do everything with my voice and with my facial expressions and stuff mm. so it really has uh changed now but in the beginning it was very awkward i was just uh focusing on the physical side of wrestling and just because it's just it's such a difficult sport to do mm -hmm. and then yeah. it's not even just a sport there is so many other elements as well that uh it was super hard to wrap my mind around it and really just understand the whole concept of what pro wrestling is. Um, and I think I'm only now like figuring it out some way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's so hard to figure out what, what, what can make you successful. Cause you have people who are amazing wrestlers. Yeah. But they're not, 
successful because they have a character behind them. Then you have people who are really successful, but they're not very good wrestlers, but they've got this character. Exactly. And this, yeah, so it's hard. It must be hard to figure out just what your like unique selling point will be. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's super hard, but I don't think, especially when I was very young, I started straight out of high school, so mm. there was no rush for me. It was okay for me to take it slow and just learn the basics in the, in the ring and and all that, and then just um, after my heel turn is when I really started to find a character perspective to oh, it. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, but I do now. I think wrestling is basically ninety percent of theater and ten percent of kind of like sports. It's it's like mm. it's the hardest sport I've ever done. It is physically so demanding, um, but I still think it's more the the theatrics are more important than the physical side because that's like you said, people that have good characters are still more successful because people want to see them. People want to pay, pay to see them. So mm-hmm. that's that's what wrestling is. I'm not saying like um, that it's not important. I think the 10% that is sport is super important too. Um, um, and it's very important to do it right, to be safe and to be um, believable. Yeah, so I, I heard that at one point you're the only female wrestler on the roster so they had to import some big names here to face yeah um there was this point when myself and jessica la were the only women in <clears throat> excuse me in in the fcf um but we were not um able or allowed to wrestle each other back then so yeah i was the only woman in the in the women's division so to speak yes. um and they would import a lot of wrestlers for me, which was a great learning experience, but I think I, meant, I mentioned this in a, another interview as well, that it was very bittersweet in a way because um, I'm getting these opportunities because I'm not treated the same as the guys, but then again, I'm getting mm-hmm. these opportunities anyway. So I just wanted to make the most of this, this, uh, these experiences and these, obviously they were, most of them were amazing, amazingly talented and, and um, great people as well which I think are equally important in wrestling <laughs> to be a good yeah. person and, and be a good worker. Um, but yeah, I think I would love uh, to do a lot of those matches again. Like I had a match with Tony Storm oh, um, wow. and then I had a match with Alpha Female. And I think those matches, they were so early in my career that I didn't, didn't really understand. Like I said, I didn't really understand wrestling <laughs> yet. So... <laughs> um, but I, I learned a lot from both of those matches, but I would love to do it again to see how we would work now that I really, I understand even something. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to make it clear for the listeners who don't know, Jessica Love is, is transgender, so at the time, there was, yeah. like, there was just, I don't know how to word it. Yeah. They kind of wanted to keep the division separate, but they didn't know how, which division to put her in. Is that, yeah, right? Am I saying that right? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. And it's very transphobic yeah, to, <laughs> to think <laughs> that, that, that. She, yeah. it's, she's a woman. There's like no, she's not like an in between. Like, I, I, oh my God. I hate even saying this, but she's a woman. She should be in the women's division if we have yes. one. But that was not the mentality back then. And it's horrible to speak about that now. Um, 
but unfortunately that was the case. Um, but now we have, um, we, we had our first match together with Jessica in 2017. Yeah, December 2017. So oh. not that long ago, <laughs> but yeah. Um, now we are, we are doing a lot better in, in, in that department. So we are, um, we are focusing on inclusivity and being a feministic pro wrestling, um, organization. And we want pro wrestling to be for everyone. We want everyone to have the chance to be a wrestler and everyone, um, uh, be welcomed and feel safe in our shows. So everyone can yes. come and come and watch us. So yeah. Yeah. On, on the, on your YouTube channel, you are described as a feminist pro wrestling yeah. um, promotion. So what makes yes. it different to other promotions in, in that way? Um, well, like I said, we are focusing on the equality, um, in wrestling, um, within our organization, within everyone, whether they are doing our lights or (laughs) videos or commentating or wrestling or, you know, you know, lower mid card, mid card, main event, everyone should be equal, should be treated equal, um, in terms of. (laughs) treating them all all of us um treating all of them as humans and and i think some people want to misunderstand that in saying that we think everyone can be a pro wrestler for example and of mm. course that that's not the case like not no. every every person has that ability or that passion or that spark and um so obviously that's not the case um and not everyone deserves the same not everyone deserves the championship, for example. Just because we're equal oh. doesn't mean that everyone should have the championship. Like, no, but everyone should be on the same line and should have the same opportunities to become the champion. And that still doesn't mean that everyone will be the champion. Um, but yeah, I think some people just want to misunderstand that and they just want to think that we are kind of like lowering our standards somehow when Mm. we have this feministic point of view which is just (laughs) just um it's just bullshit (laughs) like that's not what we're doing (laughs) but um some people just don't want to understand us and they will never will and those are not the people that we are really interested in we want people who think (laughs) everyone should be equal and want to watch wrestling and want to watch Good entertainment to find us. So as we mentioned, you are the head, the head trainer at the um, FCF Wrestling. Was yes. the training side of thing always something you wanted to get involved in? Um, well, I have always been very interested in how we, how people teach things and why they teach things in, in a certain way. And I have a background in, in coaching different sports like basketball and uh, kickboxing. Um so I had a concept and I understanding of why things are done a certain way and the psychology behind that. Yeah. Which um, unfortunately was lacking when I, when I first started pro wrestling, our training was because there's no kind of uh, <laughs> like a information bank that pro wrestlers can dive into it. You should like um, how they should be teaching certain things yeah. because obviously because, because of kayfabe, it's been very, uh, protected for many many years so i think many people have just had to uh, figure it out themselves um <laughs> to how to train these certain things 
um, and just, you know, teaching how they have been taught. Um, and obviously, um, even though you can wrestle and even though you know how things are done, it doesn't necessarily mean that you can teach that. And that's in every sport. The best players are maybe not the best coaches. Most of the time are not. So, um, and I think that is something that um, is still hard for some people to understand that why some people are like coaching in, in WWE or anywhere. Like they don't understand that they don't necessarily need to be the number one wrestler to be the number one coach. If that makes sense. Um, I'm not sure where I was going with this, but (laughs) um, yeah. So I had the concept of how training um, and coaching should be done. Um, So I, I took the head coach spot when, the previous person who was uh, Johanna, uh, Johanna Kinkon Karhula, um, when he stepped down, I took his place, basically. And obviously, I, I got a lot of um, help from him as well on how he has, you know, um, how he has done things and what things he noticed were working and what, what weren't working. So I think... Um, being able to learn from his mistakes as well, as well as my own, um, mm. that really helped. And our um, training is really involving. And I think the previous guys that we had <clears throat> in the in the trainings who had their debut last year are the most ready <laughs> wrestlers yeah. we have ever had to debut in Finland. So, oh, um nice. Yeah, but I do hope we still make it better and better because I still feel like there is so much room to improve in every aspect. <laughs> yeah. So what advice would you give for um, people wanting to start out in the business? Mm, don't. No, just kidding. <laughs> 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 That's just a joke that... Um, <laughs> because um, wrestling is super fucking hard. And like I said, not just physical part, but also the fact that you are, people are constantly watching you, what, how you look, what you do, how you speak, um, on social media, in the shows, everywhere. Um, and the people, like we saw with the speaking out movement, they, <laughs> the people in wrestling business are not always the best people. Um, like I think in every business, but I think especially in all, all sorts of show business, um, it's, I think it might be even worse than other places. So, mm. um, I would say think twice, but if, if you really love wrestling and you want to do it, I think everyone who has the passion and the ability to do it, to do it should be, should have the opportunity to do it and should be able to do it. Um, but Really, just find a place where people can teach you how to wrestle safely, um, and they will teach. Uh, try and find a safe place to grow and work. So you learn the basics first. You learn your own value and wrestling, um, and surround yourself with good people. Yes, definitely. That's great advice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> 
I guess you're having this time off during the lockdown. You've had time to rest your body, evaluate what's worked well and what hasn't worked well over the last couple of years. So, have you made any tweaks to your character or to your move sets when we eventually return? Yeah, all the time. Um, we actually had our last show in January this year. So, uh, last month, um, we did like a no audience type of show. Oh, well. Um, so, we are doing a little bit of shows every now and then. Um, this month we couldn't because um, the uh, situation got a little bit worse here, here in Finland. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, getting new um, inspiration and new, new for, for my moves, for my character, for my mm. gear, for everything, I think I'm getting that daily because I just spend a lot of time watching wrestling, a lot of time watching um, movies, TV series, yeah. um, reading books, just um, trying to keep my brain as creative as I can to, because I, I think having a creative mind is maybe the most important thing in wrestling because um, that's what will help you um, stand out to, if you are a good storyteller, um, Audience doesn't maybe understand why they like you, yeah, <laughs> but they will like you. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, bad wrestlers. Wrestlers have said they've been watching a lot of anime. Yeah, lockdown just and lots um, sci-fi and horror just to try and pull things yeah. in from other genres, not just yeah, just... yeah, absolutely. And just working on my body, doing a lot of yoga to like stuff that I didn't really have time to or at least convince myself that I don't have time to before um, just trying to heal um, and trying to also grow my brand. I've been doing a lot of a lot of social media, a lot of podcasts, um, a yes. lot of um, photo shoots, um, opened up my merchandise store, like uh, just these little things that I really didn't have time to even consider when I was just full full time wrestling all the time. Um, mm. So, in a way, th this was really helpful um, to have this break. But I think um, it can now stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of people. There's a lot of people gone down the the, the body route. So some people that look, look absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. They've done it the last year. And then there's the other people have come down to social media, the YouTube, the, the creating a character. From yeah. When back and it's, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so happy for when. Yeah. Brit and I understand, like, yeah, and not everyone has is able to do that because obviously this time can be very, very hard for some. And, mm. like, I don't think that everyone should just keep pushing and pushing and being 100%, like, in, in the game all the time, especially because it's so mentally challenging as well this yes. this time. So uh, it's very, very important to also take a break and just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Keenan and you are listening to BBG Wrestling Podcast. All right, so if you're a promoter for a day promoting a show, so using wrestlers you've either worked with, trained with, wrestlers are associated to you in some way. Mm -hmm. Can I give you a match type? You'll tell me who you're putting that match? Sure. Let's go. All right, so who have been your opening contest to get the crowd excited? Well, um, opener is probably the second 
important, most important match uh, in the card. Obviously, main yes, event is the most important that. and opener the second. So I would put like some super um, reliable people in my opener. Um, I would actually, I would probably put um, Valentine, who is a heel character in, well, in in the Nordic countries. He's been traveling yes. all over. Um, so Valentine would be my heel in that match, and I would probably put the son up, up against him. Son is someone who I'm actually having a feud with. I'm trying to yeah. get his Nordic championship. Um, no luck so far, but let's hope <laughs> okay. when the restrictions are done that I can get that goal. But yeah, he's a, he's a dear friend of mine as well, and he's a very good wrestler. Um, so I think they would good, do like a good, very solid um, introduction to pro wrestling type of match. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that if you're not in the main event, you want to be in the opener because then you set the standard for the rest of the show. Yeah. So. <laughs> about a comedy match? Ooh, um, hmm. this is a tougher one. Um, I do love comedy matches, um, but I think a lot of times people forget the real structure of a story and, and the yes. structure of the match in comedy because they get so crazy. Um, but I think I would put Shemeka in it. He's actually our number one contender in FCF Wrestling right now. And I don't think yeah. a lot of a lot of people know, but he might be the funniest guy or person in, in our promotion. He's super oh, wow. funny. And he's very um he's the best storyteller as well, I think. So I think he would make a very good story and a very funny story um with anyone. But yeah. I think um he could actually work with, like some of the new guys that we just had debut. I think maybe like Ken Kallio, who is a super old school. He just has black trunks and and a white towel. Um, he's doing that kind of character, but also in a funny way. So I think that could work. Or yeah, I think Ken Kallio would be my answer. Yeah. Yeah, it does work very well if you have a the comedy and then a complete straight man. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he he does it very. Well, he he like understands exactly what the character is, so he's a very good at working. He's very good at working that gimmick. Oh, amazing! <laughs> yeah. What about uh, women's title match? Ooh, well, we don't have a women's division. We have because um, we don't we we have everyone yeah. together. But yeah, um, together. <laughs> um, but we, if we had a women's title, I would have to have that. So. Um, then it would be me against, uh, I think, Jessica Love. Oh, yes. Yes. I'd recommend they get people go onto your YouTube channel and watch your matches. <laughs> Jessica Love. Yeah. I'll put, I'll, put a link, I'll put a link to it in the description. Awesome. Thank you. If anyone wants to go watch that. What about uh, Hardcore Extreme Rules stipulation type match? This is another one that I think a lot of times goes um, everywhere and is all over the place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um but I think I love a good hardcore match as well. Um, I think okay. I have this very good friend of mine, Ioni, who is who is the previous um, FCF wrestling champion. Yeah. Um, but he had a character when he first started wrestling. Was it was Doctor Ioni, and he was like this mad scientist. Oh wow! And I miss that gimmick so much. So I'm gonna have to say I want him. He actually made this simulation match 
by himself and he has never been able to done that. But it's like a human experiment experiment match where oh, you wow. win win by strapping your opponent on the experiment table or or a chair and inject them with something. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to see that match with Dr. Ioni and I think yeah, I think Vicky knocked them from Norway. Yeah. Uh she's like a satanic priestess weird uh, but uh, in a weird way fabulous yeah. <laughs> uh, creature and I think she would work uh, very well in a, in a hardcore match um, so I would want to see that Do- Dr. Ioni versus um, Vicky Noctem in a hardcore oh, human experiment match <laughs> that sounds amazing <laughs> I want to watch it okay. about a tag team title match <laughs> well <laughs> Okay, that's a harder one. Um, we are actually having a tag team tournament right now in in Finland. Oh wow! Yeah. And I'm in the semifinals with my tag team partner, so I would have to put myself in this match as well. Um, <laughs> so it would be myself and Prince Make versus, I would say, Esti Express, which is uh, oh, Nikita, yeah. who I trained. She's my first uh, trainee from 2019. I think. Oh wow! Yeah. And her tag team partner Gert Cook. They are the most over babyface tag team we have, I think. Um, but Gert is unfortunately not wrestling right now. Um, he's taking a little break. But um, when he gets back, I think that would be a cool thing to have if we had tag team titles. Yeah. Then to your main events. Who do you want in the main events? So. I was thinking, okay, I would put myself in the main event, but I'm already on two matches on this card. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I need to. This is why I'm not booking, because I'm just... <laughs> no, um, okay. I'm going to give two options then, because I think... Um, God damn it, this is hard. Because I would... My first thought would be to put myself against Tony Storm in a main yeah. event. And that would be fucking money. People would pay to see that. But also, okay, let's think something else. I can't, because that's the best main event. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in three matches of this, I think six or seven matches. And it is what it is. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's a great card. <laughs> if you space matches out, I reckon you'd be able to get three matches. I think. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Right, so I'd usually ask now, where can people see you in the near future? Have you, have you, have you got any plans or have you got, have you got any more plans for video work? I hope, I hope we will be able to do one next month, but we don't know. Um, but if we do, all of our shows can be purchased from wrestling.fi. Um, for the past year, we have been selling the um, the videos of our shows on there so um yeah that's the the place to find the most recent matches and the older matches are of course in fc of wrestling's youtube channel um not all of them but um, some of them so i suggest and recommend to watch all of the women's matches that you can find yes <laughs> i'll put that put links in the description to the youtube awesome. channel so um, do you want to promote your social media and your merch stand before we go sure um well i'm to regina on basically all of my social media platforms um mostly active on instagram i also use twitter and facebook and youtube i have my own youtube channel as well where i will be 
slowly uh, posting full matches from my career. Um, and then I have a merchandise uh, shop called Regina Shop. Um, maybe you can add that link to somewhere as well. Yes. Um, so if you want to support my weird wrestling habit, then just buy my merch. Yeah, all links will be in the description <laughs> below the interview. So awesome. I, I've, really enjoyed speaking, I've really enjoyed speaking today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Sure. I would love to do it. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs>